Thank you for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moyeri. I've been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast is about my experience behind the story, my experience doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. These are exceptionally strange times, which, interestingly, are bringing value to the arts, even as the entertainment industry and all the individuals in it are suffering, which makes us all the more grateful to those of you who have followed the podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud or subscribed on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. We very much appreciate that. Those of you who haven't had a chance to click follow or subscribe, please do so as we need all the motivation we can get at this point in time. And thanks to Podlink, we just realized our podcast is available everywhere. Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Radio Public. Most of these places I haven't even heard of, but I'm very excited we're on all of them. Of course, we're also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. All of these you can reach with one handy link at pod.link slash pictures of Lily podcasts. That's pod dot link slash pictures of lily podcast in this episode i'll be talking about interviews i did with the women behind legendary independent new york city dance music record label strictly rhythm for billboards billboard dance vertical Here are a few snapshots of my experience interviewing Strictly Rhythm's Gladys Pizarro and Barry Ghostman. But first, some personal background about me in relation to Strictly Rhythm in the context of the time. Strictly's heyday was in the 90s. This is an era where there were very few women involved in any aspect of dance music in North America. It was also pre-internet, and long-distance phone calls were expensive, so different parts of the country were not all that connected to each other. Out here on the West Coast, I was getting established as a music journalist, and I had a strong network of people involved in all aspects of dance music, from other journalists to magazine editors to promoters and DJs producers, label owners, and distributors. As much as our West Coast scene, specifically Los Angeles, had a very particular character and sound, which was very unique and exciting, we weren't that good at monetizing what we were doing and making dance music a viable option as a way to make a living. On the East Coast, specifically New York, it seemed like they had it all figured out, and Strictly Rhythm was at the forefront of the independent dance music industry. I knew of Gladys and Barry G, as everyone called her, and I was in awe of them as women who were not only creating a viable living for artists and the industry, but also shaping the scene on a global scale. One of the other things Gladys and Barry had was the respect of everyone in the industry. 
I had that on the West Coast, and I had it in the UK. But I never felt anyone in New York took me seriously, and it always bugged me. I mentioned that to Gladys, and this is what she said. Being a woman, I was crawling and stressing just to get into the business. It was not easy. What helped me was I always had good music. I had a reputation for that. That's why, with time, I developed a relationship with the DJs. They would let me come into the DJ booth because I might have something they really wanted to play. When I went to things like Winter Music Conference, I would hear Barry G's name coming out of everybody's mouth. I'm not sure that I even knew she was a woman at the time, but I figured it out. Barry is the one that, in addition to A&Ring some of the biggest hits for Strictly, also, in a very grassroots way, got the music out across the country through independent record stores and radio mix shows and eventually mainstream radio. This is what Barry told me about the 90s house music scene. I knew we had something organic brewing under our feet that just felt really genuine and cool. But the reality was that getting house music on the radio was hard. Getting stuff on the radio is big time business. I was competing with major labels and their artists. Both Gladys and Barry have not been a part of Strictly Rhythm for many, many years. Barry is a corporate executive at a packaged foods company and the owner of the nonprofit Yoga for Recovery Foundation. Gladys is doing what she always did, which is pick excellent music and get it out there, which she is doing with her own launch entertainment label. Even all these years later, I was really honored and excited to talk to both of them. And they seemed really happy to talk about their time at Strictly Rhythm. That's a snapshot of my experience interviewing the women of Strictly Rhythm. You can find the entire interview at billboard.com dance. That's www.billboard.com dance. You can also find it at picturesoflily.com, pictures hyphen of hyphen lily.com. To get a comprehensive overview of Strictly Rhythm's music, there's a recently released fantastic compilation celebrating 30 years of Strictly Rhythm with 30 of their most memorable tracks called Strictly Rhythm, The Definitive 30. Definitely recommend checking that out. You can stream it on Spotify and it's also available as a three-part vinyl series if you want to pick up a physical format.
From myself and my producer, director, editor, Lawrence Schroeder, thanks for listening. And once again, if you haven't had a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so. You can connect to us using pod.link slash pictures of lily podcast and that will take you to your podcast platform of choice you can also find us on soundcloud and youtube if you prefer wherever you listen to us please do follow or subscribe In the next episode, I will be talking about my experience interviewing Hannah Hooper and Christian Zucconi of the band Group Love for Flood Magazine. Once again, thank you for listening. Pictures of Lily.